It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to a new edition of the Giants huddle podcast brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York football Giants. A new sponsor and to talk about that partnership and more is a familiar face to Giant fans, two-time Super Bowl champion, Eli Manning. Eli, it's good to see you, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to uh, excited to be here. Absolutely. So let's talk about Citizens first. We're thrilled to add them to the Giants Huddle podcast family. I know you're a big part of the Giants relationship with them too, right, Eli? Yeah, definitely. I have a great relationship and partnership with uh, Citizens and uh, got a uh, commercial coming out uh, and, and do some work, you know, attend several of their events and hang out with some of their customers. So they're, they're great people. Um, it's a great company and, and they've been a great sponsor uh, for the Giants as well. Yeah, we love to have them on board. Giant fans love a winner. It's why they love Citizens, named the 2022 Best Bank in the U.S. by The Banker as the official bank of the Giants and sponsor of the huddle. Citizens is made ready for fans of Big Blue. Learn more at citizensbank.com. All right, Eli, so let's talk about this first. And I've always wanted to ask you this. If I took you back in a time capsule to 2015 and I told you after retirement you were doing all the TV and media stuff you were doing, would you have believed it? No, the, not not a chance. It, it is not that was not the game plan. That's not where I I saw myself going into you know content and and being on TV broadcast. I still don't consider myself a broadcaster. I think what Peyton and I do is not just broadcasting. We're just sitting in our in our living room on a couch watching football and, and I'm you know talking slash making fun of my brother. So you know I didn't also know that was a job opportunity when when in 2015 <laughs> I didn't know. That that situation existed, and, and uh, but you know, just having a lot of fun uh, doing doing Monday Night Football, having a lot of fun doing uh, the Eli Manning Show with my old teammate Sean O'Hara for the Giants, and and so um, you know, it's just uh, it, it's it's not what I expected, but I've enjoyed it a lot, and I think uh, I, that's what I was kind of looking to do when I retired: find something that I enjoy, something I'm passionate about, and also work with people uh, that I really enjoy working with. Absolutely. And, I, and I'll get to the Eli Manning show in a second. Why do you think you ended up being attracted to it? Why did it work for you and doing the media stuff? Well, I think I just being around New York, I, I've been been around a lot of media, had to you know do a lot of interviews, uh, you know, had different sponsors where, uh, you know, had to be in front of the TV and do some acting. And I think I think when I was playing, I was um, a little bit reserved and and didn't you know necessarily show my true personality. I was you know you're talking to New York media, you don't want to make a mistake. You want <laughs> you don't want to say anything. You're trying to avoid the headlines. You just gotta give your standard answer. You weren't dropping on. double birds in the locker room to the media, no. <laughs> not to the media, not to the media. Maybe to a few teammates, but uh, you know. And so I think my teammates kind of saw my personality and what I was like. You know, when the media was away, and I think that that was kind of what it was and I think when I got done playing I just like I didn't have anything to be reserved about I didn't have I didn't have any I could just kind of almost take a deep breath and and like you know let it out and, and just relax and so um I think it just kind of caught people by surprise that hey this you know this guy actually has a personality he's not you know a total stiff and um and so it just you know especially and I think also like doing stuff with your, you're always more relaxed when you're with your family, with your friends. So on Monday night, just, you know, I'm with Peyton and it honestly feels like we're just watching a game. That was the idea. Hey, you're watching a game on your couch with your brother. What would you, what would you talk about and, and how would you act? And 
I, you know, I, I don't feel it's not scripted. It's we, we don't have a whole lot of, hey, you can't say this or don't do that. I mean, we're talking about, you know, a streaker in the form tackle on the streaker <laughs> after it's like, hey, you can't talk about that. I'm like, y'all never told us like we're, we're the B team. We're the B team. I, I feel like we have a different set of rules over here. Um, and so it's definitely a little you kind of trial by error, learn as you go. And that makes it fun. And I got to imagine, too, I know a big goal of yours was to spend a lot more time with the kids and the family, right? And this kind of, I imagine, this has allowed you to find some type of balance, right? No doubt. I mean, I think that's that, that was the idea. So, you know, with Monday Night Football, it's, it's Monday night at 8 o'clock. Most of my kids are asleep or I, I get to have dinner with them. I can go pick them up from school and, and be around. And, you aren't and- traveling for it, right? No, not traveling, just kind of sitting in my couch and even doing, you know, doing the Eli Manning show. It's it's in New York. It's around. It's during the day. Kids are at school. So, you know, I have I have free time during the day. I just it's for me, it was really more Hey, I want to be around on weekends to go to their sporting games. I want to be able to coach them in some of their sports and watch them in some of their activities, pick them up. Uh, from some of their activities, sometimes that's like the best bonding time with your kids is this in the car, uh, driving between places. Once they get home, they're all over the place. They got homework. They have a lot going on. So just be, being present, being around, being able to have dinner with them. And this keeps me local, keeps me around and, and keeps me off the road. All right. Eli Manning show. Uh, let's talk about it. You have to deal with O'Hara some more, which I know I'm sure is is tough. Um, he's he's strains all of us. Eli. We, <laughs> we get it. Uh, yeah, but I've been used to doing that. You know, that's just that was like that was a full time job while we were teammates, just trying to control him, trying to you know keep him, uh, keep him on track, keep him you know kind of straight and narrow. So it's uh, been been doing it for a long time. But you know, it just just how you know how comfortable I am with my brother. It's the same. It's the same way with Sean O'Hara. Um, he's one of my best friends to this day. We go on you know we go on family trips. Our kids are pals. We we hang out a bunch, and so. Uh, be, be, you know, doing the show when they were kind of talking about a, a co-host. I mean, it was it was a no brainer because I know uh, also he's not sensitive. So you can make fun <laughs> of him. You can take shots at him uh, and he can take it. He's going to give it right back. And so the fact that, you know, we we have that trust that, you know, I'm never going to, you know, go, uh, you know, say anything, you know, that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not serious about anything I say. It's all jokes. It's all fun. And, and, and to have someone you can do that with is, is great. Now you're someone that always prepared so well for your during your football career, right? But I imagine the Eli Manning show is a little bit different. It's even different than the Manning cast, right? I mean, you're like part Jimmy Fallon, part like variety show host. <laughs> How is your preparation for for doing the Eli Manning show different than maybe anything you've done before? Well, I think whenever I would go on a show, I was the one answering the questions. It's hard to kind of prepare to answer a question. You don't know what they might ask, and and so you kind of you go in there and and try to have some fun. Now I gotta. I got to create, I got to ask the questions. I got to listen to what they're saying, kind of have follow-up questions. You know, I got to make fun of Sean, whatever he says. So it's, it's much more, um, you know, kind of understanding who, who the guest is, you know, we're, we're interviewing some of these, you know, rappers, like I'm not a big rap guy. I don't know who these, like some of these people are. I got to do some research. I got to find out something like, how am I going to relate with, with, with this person? How, you know, how, um, you know, am I going to, how are we going to sync up? And so, I think a lot of it is a hey, me and uh, my Sean. Let's let us just like let's make fun of each other a lot. And I think this guy <laughs> will, will can join in on the fun. If he starts making fun of us, then it will be a good show. Then then we got a chance. Like then he's in, and we can get some you know get some good stories and and knowing that we're not we're not out to trick someone. We're not out to get headlines. We we want someone to be relaxed, have some fun, 
um, and, and just uh, that, that's the whole idea. Who have been some of your favorite guests or segments, games that you've played with with some of the guests? Well, I, I think, you know, had so many great ones. Uh, I love, you know, I love getting the New York stars. That was kind of when I was doing it, just getting, you know, uh, Henrik Lundqvist, getting Derek Jeter, uh, having Michael Strahan was, was so much fun. So the athletes are awesome. Bill Murray, I was a big Bill Murray fan. They kind of had a, a script of questions like, hey, here's some suggestions. I'm like, I don't need that. Like, I got my <laughs> questions. I've Sorry, Sperling. Do I don't need your time. questions, Don. Get out of here. I yeah, got Don, my own. Get out of here. Get out of here. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't mess this show up. Like, all these questions can totally mess this up. I got, I'm, I'm a fan. I got my stuff. Uh, I uh, I talked to my high school buddies. Like we grew up watching Bill Murray movies, Groundhog Day, Meatballs, you know, uh, Ghostbusters. Like this is this is our stuff. So uh, I talked with them. We got I got my questions. I got my stuff, and and you know, let's let's go. You're ready for a change. Payday comes early with citizens. So go to that retreat. New you moves to the country. Now you're raising goats and launching a lifestyle brand. Are you ready for all that life brings? Now you obviously been around a lot of athletes. I'll ask you about this one last before we get to some football stuff. When you when you did the Kevin Durant show, even as someone that's been around, you know, world class athlete this whole life, when you see a guy that height and kind of that build, is it just a little bit different even for you seeing a guy because he's just so unique. Yeah, there, there's very few people that I have to look up to, to, you know, to, to when we're standing up and you're like getting a picture. I'm like, oh my God, I got to get on my tiptoes here. You just kind of like sink down and I don't want to look so much taller than someone. But, uh, you know, just what, you know, to follow his career for so long, you know, I remember watching him in at Texas, uh, you know, during the during the NCAA championship in the tournament and, and you know, just like, look at this guy, look at this six. 11 guy shooting three pointers. And so I've watched his whole, whole career and I uh, was a great fan. And, and so to have him on and it was, was a lot of fun. And, and that's the idea. I think we kind of made him, made him comfortable. Uh, he's a Washington fan. So kind of brought that up a, a little bit and, and just uh, got to play a little pop a shot. And like, that's the idea. Hey, let's do silly things, fun things, pop a shot with Kevin Durant playing air hockey with Henrik Lundqvist. Like those are, those are fun things. I get a little competitive. Of course, I always let them win. Of course. Uh, you know, I'm a good host. Good yeah, host. I could definitely have beaten both of them, but, um, you know, I got to let them win. All right, season three is, is is coming out here, Eli. Did you enjoy shooting the like little teaser commercial with Kate Mara? That was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Kate Kate is is awesome. No, no, no known Kate a long time. I you know, remember seeing seeing her and her sister and and so many of the Maras around training camp practices in Albany, and to you know get to watch her her career uh, as an actress and in Hollywood and shows and movies. It's been it's been so cool. So. I think, uh, yeah, having her on and, and get to kind of see the actress side of her. I've always seen her more just kind of as, you know, as a fan or just as a, you know, Mary as a little kid. And so to get to see, you know, her kind of, you know, flip the switch and go from like, oh, hey, Eli, how you doing? To, you know, all right, now now I'm acting. Now I'm yelling at you. Stop wearing the the dad vest and stop doing this. And just, kind of, you know, I was like, oh, is she maybe she's serious. Like, you can't tell. The difference it doesn't seem like acting and uh just a true professional in that sense so i think she had a lot of fun and uh i know i know i did the john tuttle is brought to you by citizens the official bank of the new york giants from game day to everyday citizens is made ready for giants fans with insights guidance and solutions learn more at citizensbank.com you love turf 
You're good at it. So you start a turf biz. Business grows, your savings grow. Become the most celebrated name in turf. Are you ready for all that life brings? All right, let's talk some football here. I'm sure you're getting ready for your ESPN stuff coming up here in the fall. You're, you're, you're back at it with Peyton. Let's talk a little bit about the Giants and, and where they are. Put yourself in, in Daniel's shoes a little bit. What's different for a quarterback once you're starting to get a, a bigger comfort level in a system, like I'm sure Daniel has in Brian Dable's offense, what changes for a quarterback when they're out there on the field and, and you, you just know the offense and you've been in it for that second year? You know, it's a huge difference. And I think just having more command of what your assignment is, but also what everyone else's assignment is, and for them to have more knowledge about, you know, how they can make improvements. And you have examples. You have, you can say, hey, remember this game, you know, versus the Titans last year. We ran this play. Hey, if the, def the defense does that, let's make this adjustment. So you can, you can coach a little bit in the offseason when you're at OTAs, when you're at training camp. Uh, everybody, you know, you have more, I guess, more freedom to kind of be that coach on the field because you know exactly, uh, you know, what, what you're supposed to be doing, what they're supposed to be doing, and how it can play out against different coverages. And so you, you see that, Daniel, you know, in the offseason, he's, he's getting the guys together. They're going to work out different places. And so you can do those things. It almost – if you do that too soon before you know the offense and for the offense, like the receivers know the offense and you're getting together, you can't get that much better on, on your actual plays and your schemes because no one knows exactly what that is or, or how to make those adjustments. So um, I think it's, it's so much, uh, you know, has an opportunity to be so much smoother uh, when everybody, you know, is more comfortable, they know, you know, they can, they know what to expect. Hey, you know, this is this is what the defense is doing. This is our adjustment. Oh, yeah, we did that last year. We did that. We, we've talked about that before. Uh, and you can make those adjustments quicker. Yeah, and, you know, the Giants have talked a lot about Eli trying to be more explosive offensively this year. You know from, from your playing days, obviously, and, and now being an analyst, that you score touchdowns by making big plays, right? It's hard to sustain those 12, 15, play, eight-play drives even down the field to score touchdowns. And the Giants did add personnel in the offseason, speed-wise and wide receiver, to help create those plays. But as a quarterback, how can you either change your approach or a mindset or something else that can help create more of those explosive plays in an offense. You know, I think you have to be a little bit, a little bit careful in, in that, in that mindset. I, I think it's still about making good decisions, making good reads as a quarterback, not forcing the ball down the field. And, and some of it, it's kind of, you can, you can make those big plays with new personnel. And I think that's what the giants have done saying it's still the same plays. It's still the same progressions, but now Hey, let's let's add a you know a great tight end. Let's add some speed at receiver. Let's add some of these guys so we can win those one-on-one -on -one matchups when everything's clean and you got press man across the board. Hey, we can we can throw a go route. Hey, we can get a tight end on an over route. If they're playing soft zone and they're you know giving you the underneath stuff, you have to be patient. Hey, let's just let's take it. Let's get them out of this. Let's get them out, or they have to make a change because we're just moving down the field and they're giving us six-yard completions all day. Hey, let's take it. Let's take it, take it, take it. And and when they change, when they play more aggressive on defense, that's when you play more aggressive on offense. And so that's that's the mentality. You can't just go in saying, "Hey, we got to take take shots, throw it down the field." 
hey, long incompletions don't help anybody. Turnovers don't help anybody. It's about, you know, seeing what the defense is doing and taking what they give you, being patient and, and taking your shots when you get the right look. It, to your point, I want to ask you about risk aversion, right? Because I think Daniel's gone through an interesting kind of wave in his career where the first year all he heard about turnovers, fumbles, picks, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. And last year, he had the lowest interception rate in the whole league. Best in the league. He did not turn the ball over. He's turned that around completely. But at the same time, his average depth of target was lower, not as many big plays like we talked about. So is there a certain level as a quarterback of risk acceptance where, all right, I might make six or seven more big plays, but I might have one or two more picks, but that's okay because that's a trade-off I kind of want to make. Is that a way you think about it? Or is that just the way you th people from outside the game think about it from a statistical standpoint? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't associate with big plays being being risky, uh, and I think that's that's the kind of the uh, misconception there. I think big plays coming come out of of taking what the defenses give you. Hey, they're playing man. You can hit a big play throwing a slant, and you throw an accurate sure. ball. It was the right read. Ball came out on time, and you hit it. You, you make big plays. By hey, they're playing soft zone. You know, we, we we're calling a shot play here. I'm not going to take the shot play. I'm gonna, you know because hey, it's not going to be there. I'm not going to waste my time, you know, hoping something might be open when the chances are it's not. I'm going to hit my check down to Saquon, go get five or six yards. So now we got second and five instead of second and ten, and we can still run the ball on second down. Hey, and he breaks one along a long one. Or hey, second and five, defense can't play soft zone again. They'll play man. Hey, let's call that same play again. You know, and, and I can take the shot. So I think as a coordinator, you call a more aggressive game plan when you know your quarterback is going to make good decisions and not force the ball down the field if it's not the right look. Take the check down, take the underneath. Hey, I'll come back to it again. And you know, eventually you get the right look, you get the right call, and you can hit the big plays because it's the right look. You know, if it's the right look, you know, you can throw the ball down the field, you know, because you know, you feel your guy is gonna make the play. And yeah. so, you know, it's risky in the sense that it might be an incompletion, throwing the ball 40 yards down the field versus you know, eight yards, higher chance of incompletion should not be a higher chance of a turnover, though. No, I, I think you make a really good point. And how much does a continual continual improvement in the offensive line to uh, allow you to try to take more of those shots, right? Because, look, a go ball on the sideline, you can get out pretty quick, right? But those deep over routes, those take time. So how important is it for this offensive line to continue to improve so you can – take advantage of some of those longer developing plays downfield. Yeah, hundred percent. That, that, that's really what that is all about with the off, you know, taking your shots down the field. Like you said, the deep over routes, uh, kind of post corner, double moves, all those things, those take time. So that's when, Hey, you need to run the ball well to set up those things. You need um, to get those completions, get into a rhythm where it slows down that defensive line rush. They're not thinking, pass pass they're thinking hey i gotta fill my gaps i gotta stop the run here and then you can hit some play action and you know those guys it helps the offensive line but they gotta be a hold up they gotta win their one-on-one -on -one matchups enough where uh you can give your time your guys some time to get through and run through some zones to get open so uh again it, it's a full team effort when you have a a big play when you have a, a a scoring drive it's all 11 guys doing their job every single play doing it well winning those one-on-one -on -one matchups and and then the quarterback seeing that and making good decisions
And I have to imagine Darren Waller is going to be the guy that Daniel Jones is looking for to win those one-on-one matchups. From a quarterback's perspective, Eli, how does having a guy that you can, A, move around a lot, he can basically be split out as an X, he can be on the inline as a tight end, you can in the slot, you can put him anywhere, and just the mismatch capabilities, what does that do for an offense? Yeah, you, you used the right word there with the mismatch. And, and so that's that's what you're looking with, with a great tight end. You're, you're looking for that matchup. Um, if they're playing some sort of zone, you usually, even though defense playing zone, they have to they have to match a player. They're still guarding kind of a player man within that zone. So, you, you know, sometimes you know, most of that times you'll get a tight end on a linebacker where in most cases you see, hey, we have a 6'6 guy. We have a big physical guy. He's faster. He's going to be able to create some separation when those matchups if they're playing more man you get him on a safety maybe a little you know faster guy but it, you know maybe a little smaller guy where he can be more yeah. physical move some guys around still win you know this the, the height the size difference for him so you're looking to you know move him around get those matchups um you know get the you know you're running the ball you get more kind of single high safety be able to hit some of those over routes if they're playing cover two and playing more soft zone is yeah, you can still hit him on these little five and six yard stick routes underneath crossing routes and let him go, you know, catch it, make a tackle, break a tackle and go get 10 yards, go get 12 yards, go get first down. So, um, you know, just looking, you know, you, you kind of feel with him every matchup, unless they're double, unless you're kind of putting two guys on him in a zone to take him away, that should open up other receivers kind of, you know, filling in the other, the other zones in the area. You know, I got to imagine, you know, his presence in the middle of the field, especially in single high, Eli, that's going to give your speed guys outside more room. Is that safety is probably not going to be able to give those outside guys as much help on some of those deep routes, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's that's the idea, kind of, um, you know, having your tight ends. They they got to win those matchups uh, in, in the middle of the field. Uh, they got to be worried about seam, you know, safety has got to be worried about seam routes, about over routes, where all of a sudden they get a little aggressive, you know, jumping some of these deep over routes, that's when you can hit the post. That's when they're not they're not helping out their corner so much on the outside on some go routes. So um it can change up some of their coverages where um you know they they feel like they gotta they gotta have a safety a little bit more involved uh covering him. And so now your your receivers are truly one on one a lot more. Just a couple more Eli. When you look at Brian Dable's offense and how him and Mike Kafka scheme it up as a quarterback. What do you like about it, and why do you think it works as well as it does? Well, I think they do a great job of of scheming up play actions of different bootlegs, nakeds um, that match up with the run plays that they run. So it all looks the same. Uh, they're very patient. Hey, you know, run the ball, find completions. These long, kind of great, you know, you know, uh, situations, especially with the running quarterback. They get Daniel on the outside. He can throw it. He can run it. They do the RPOs where, you know, it matches up where, hey, if, if, you know, if a defensive end is being too aggressive and, and, you know, getting involved in the run game, we have a quarterback that can take it outside and, and not go get five yards, go get 40 yards, and which Daniel can do at the speed. But um, so I think they don't they don't put the quarterback in risk. It's it's safe reads. They're not trying to get him hit and called quarterback runs. It's a read where, hey, he's looking to hand it off to the running back, but if they overplay it, if they make a mistake, he has the ability to take advantage of it. So I think they just put, they put Daniel, they put the offense uh, in such a great situation um, to, to make plays and, and to, you know, to have really good plays where they can, you know, make their reads and make good decisions. 
big picture for the Giants, you know, progress is not linear. Eli, you can sometimes have fits and starts along the way to, to get where you want to go. But what's to you the next step for this Giants team coming off a year where they won a playoff round and they've made a lot of progress in Brian Dable and Joe Shane's first year? Well, you'll you'll learn in the NFL, you know, nothing nothing is guaranteed. You know, just because something happened last year doesn't mean it's going to happen this year. Last year they were so good at at winning the fourth quarter, at winning some of these tight games. Even if they were down a little bit going into the fourth, they were able to make the, those comebacks and and get the win. So it's really not about taking like another step in that. It's continuing to do that, to find ways to win those games in the fourth quarter. Don't get frustrated. Don't press just because you might be down a little bit and stay within the offense. Continue to make good decisions and, you know, just keep doing your job and, and kind of let the let the game come to you. I mean, ideally you say, oh, yeah, we like to win by, you know, win more games by 10 points and by 14 <laughs> points. Hey, 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 everybody would. That's hard. That doesn't happen in the NFL. All these teams are good. There's so many great players. It's just a, a matter of just having that mentality that whatever happens early in the game, good or bad, it's still going to probably come down to the fourth quarter. Hey, we're going to be in better shape. We're going to be better prepared. We've worked harder. It's more important to us. We're going to find a way to win this game. And then finally, let's let's just put your ESPN hat on. The NFC East is tough, man. The Eagles are super talented. Dallas is really good. But the NFC is a conference I feel like is kind of wide open, right? All the Joe Burrows and Mahomeses and Herberts, <laughs> they're all in the AFC. They're not in the NFC now. So just talk about big picture NFC, where the Giants sit, and, and, and kind of how you see the division and the conference. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I think the Eagles are are are, are the team to beat. And, you know, they're coming off a Super Bowl run. Um, they have a, a lot of young talent. They put, you know, kept Jalen Hurts is playing great football, rewarding him. Their offensive line is is really good. Um, and, and so I think, um, but I still think, you know, the NFC East is still is still very strong. And it's wide open in the sense, hey, all the teams are are pretty good. They're pretty strong, but it seems like every year there's a new um, you know, divisional winner in that conference. And so um, you know, I think that's that's a great thing. I think it kind of keeps you saying, hey, this this year could be our year. We gotta just we gotta take care of business. We gotta, you know, we gotta take care of the division. And you know, it, it's gonna start week one. Dallas division at home is great, but um, you know, it's just a matter of we got, you know, taking care of business, going out there, trusting your training and, and go play well. Eli Manning joins us to welcome citizens to the Giants Huddle Podcast. Eli, we appreciate the time. Make sure you go check out the Eli Manning Show on the Giants YouTube channel as well. Good luck this year, and look forward to seeing you during training camp. All right, pal. Thanks so much. That's Eli Manning on the Giants Huddle Podcast brought to you by Citizens. We'll see you next time.